It's good to be here tonight with everyone in Sweet Bulang. Um, for those of you that don't know what Sweet Bulang is, Bulang is a word that the Birupai people use up at the Manning, um, the Aboriginal community up there back in the day when they used to use their language. Um, they used a word that was called Bulang, and Bulang meant together, it meant unity. And for those of you that don't know uh, much about me, I and my wife Candice, and even Andrew has been there once as well, um, we've been going up to Perth Fleet, a little Aboriginal community up um, at the Manning. We've, we've been going there for about 18 years and um, just spending time in their community and hanging out with them and, and learning about their culture, which is such a such a cool culture. It's, it's really good and, and hopefully they can continue their culture. But um, yeah, spending time up there, it's, it's, it's pretty... Um, different to our culture their culture is quite different and um the the word bulang is is a very important word to them up there and um i remember being up there over the years and and i'm watching them and watching how they uh, treated each other and, and and even with possessions um materialistic possessions i used to see how they were with their possessions and um basically Everything was everyone's, and um, <laughs> and if, so when I was a kid, like when I was twelve or whatever, and I'd go up with like a basketball, and they just take my basketball and be like, "Dad, they've got my basketball. They're not giving it back. Like, what the heck?" And it was it, like it was just normal for them to just use whatever was there and just have fun with it. But I was like, "But that's mine." And um. Maybe when I got older, I think I had a surfboard up there and they were just, everyone was having a go and I was like, flip, this is, that's my surfboard. Like, I ain't just let everyone ride it. Especially when it's like shorties and they're just like fanging into the sand. I see my nose just going in. I'm going, oh, flip. And um, they didn't seem to understand that that was my surfboard or my basketball or whatever. And, um... I was talking to the one of the elders there as I became to get as I as I got older, and I started to not worry so much. I became a good sharer. Um, today I'm a very good sharer. You can borrow my basketball or surfboard whenever you like. It's fine. I don't mind anymore. Um, but I was talking to one of the elders, and I said, "What's the deal?" Like, I ask uh, little Johnny. I say, "Dude, sweet iPod. When'd you get that?" And he says, "Oh." Yeah, I've had that for a while there, and I go, cool. And the next time I see Cecil and he's got that iPod, and he's, I go, sweet iPod, Cess. Um, sick, when did you get that? Oh, we've had it for ages. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And, and, and even motorbikes, I see little Jarden, he's, like, tearing up the street. Like, he's like a, I remember being, this is going back a few years, and little Jarden was, like, four years old, and he was tearing around <laughs> on this motorbike. It was just crazy, so fast, hitting speed arms, doing monos. And and then, you know, then I'd see someone else on the motorbike and and, and I go, was well, that yours? It's Jardin's. And they're going, yeah, yeah. And I go, well, is it yours or is it Jardin's? And they're just going, yeah. And I'm going, oh, okay, well, flip. Someone help me out. So, I, yeah, I spoke to... Um, 
Russell, one of the elders, who's actually, he's now the um, pastor in that community. And I said, Russ, what is the deal here? I, I don't understand. And I found out that um, in the Biripai culture, there was actually no word for mine. They, it just, the concept of mine, just, it just didn't exist. Mine did not exist. The, you see, the mindset of the Biripai people was purely community. It was 100% community. Um, the whole concept of mine just wasn't, it just doesn't exist. Imagine not knowing what mine was. It's crazy. It's and, and to my culture, that's just insane. <laughs> like, that's just so different. And and I really, really like it. There's some really cool things that we can learn out of that culture. Um, to have a community mindset, I think, is just so needed. And as we all know, this is Connect Month. We've been preaching a lot uh, this month on connecting as a as a community and as a church. And um, I think, just just take that little nugget and ponder on it. And I'm going to continue on. Um, reflecting back again, I can remember being really young, um, had some sweet basketball shoes. I put them on and I was going to try out for the Central Coast team when I was, I can't even remember, an early teenager. And I remember get, rocking up to try out. I was a bit nervous. I was like, "Flip, this is a, this is a bit scary." And oh, okay, here we go. But I, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, "You got this, Luke. You got this. You know you got this." But there was a little bit of me that's going, "Oh, maybe I don't." But deep down, I knew, I knew. But anyway, we we'll, we'll, we tried out, and um, I totally ripped it up. And um, <sighs> let's be honest, I made it in the squad, starting five, everyone. So. Um, no, it made it into the squad, and it was pretty scary. Like, the coach was an American guy. His name was Randy. And um, it was like, sub coach Randy. And uh, he's like, sub dog. And we were just all dogs together, and it was really cool. But um, we started training our first, I remember our first training um, session. And he was just like, all right, everyone, just go to town, go nuts. And uh, we're going, okay. And so we're all, like, trying to play. And it just was disgusting to watch now that I reflect back. He just split us up into two teams and said, go. And we played against each other. And there was – we we sucked. And um, we really sucked. And so he said, oh, he pulled us, he pulled us aside and said, okay, you got to get to know each other. And I said, and I didn't say this, but I was thinking, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do, because that was terrible. So we started to, he got us to learn about each other, about how we played the game as individuals. And um, as we started playing and as we started to work out um, how everyone played, what everyone was like, we discovered some things about each other as a team. And this was all part of Randy's master plan. Um, we discovered that uh, we had weaknesses and we discovered that we had strengths. And um, as we kept playing, we, we, we realized that, man, I actually can't, you know, I can't be the superstar. Like, I, I have flaws. 
Um, and my coach, what made us a really good team is that he actually knew how to exploit weaknesses. <laughs> um, so if we played a team and they had any weakness, he could see it and he would exploit it. And we'd usually flog teams. But when we found our own weaknesses in our team, he would say, okay, well, you, you're weak there. You're going to team up with this guy. And, and he's, he just made us into this incredible team where we were able to <laughs> see each other and cover each other's weaknesses and we were able to play to each other's strengths. And we ended up, we ended up winning grand final after grand final. It was a cool team and we played together for a few years and we had just a blast. But the thing that was interesting is that we played against teams that had heaps better individually talented players like, we played against guys that were, like, red-hot basketball players. But, and they had these amazing um, talents in basketball, but they didn't know how to play as a team. And we weren't necessarily the best standout players, but we were the best team, and we seemed to just win. And, it, and that's, that spoke to me, you know, as I was reflecting. I was like, okay, God. I see what you're saying here because I've been reflecting about community, reflecting about Connect Month. And um, I learned a lot then. You know, when we play as a team, we actually accomplish a lot, especially when we get to know each other, you know. As we got to know each other in my basketball team, we got given um, roles to play in the basketball team. We got positions and... You know, we found out that Luke, oh, he can pass the ball really well and he can bounce the ball really well. Okay, we'll make him a guard. And then there was another guy called Simon. Wow, he's tall, he's powerful, he's, he's a really strong player and he's really good close to the hoop, so we'll make him a forward. So we, we ended up finding out each other's strengths and we got put into positions because we were playing to our strengths. And, yeah, and so, yeah, I was reflecting on the church and I was like, man, that's cool. If we could come together as a church and know each other, get to know each other, that's, that's the important thing. We weren't going to be a good team until we knew each other, until we got to learn each other. And it was a work in progress. Like, we weren't just awesome straight out. It took us months to get to that place where we could really work together as a, as a good team. Getting to know each other as a church is so important if we want to be a good team. Because what happens is, like with my basketball team, you actually find out that, well, you yourself, hey, I'm, I, and this was a big one for me. I realized I wasn't perfect. I was like, flip, I'm not perfect, what? Thanks, Candice. I'm glad you laughed. No one really gets when I say these things. But, yeah, um, no, you actually find that you have a weakness, and then you'll actually see the people around you. Oh, my gosh, they have got weaknesses, and they, they don't have it all together. Um, everyone. Every single person here has weaknesses. Every single person has, has flaws. But you also find out that every single person actually has a strength. And they actually have really good attributes gonna, that are going to just absolutely bless and benefit this team, this community. Um, it's important that we do that, isn't it? It's really important. Um, being a community, being a team, if we don't, we're just like those teams that I used to play against with one little red-hot player. 
And as soon as they come up against a team that was a team, they just, they just get blown apart. You know what I mean? And I know that when the team, if there was a team, I see and I watch basketball today, I watch football today. When you see a team that are, that are tight, they just can accomplish so many things. They kick so many goals. They, they score so many shots, points, whatever. They do so much and they accomplish so much. And I believe that like um, Garth and Pastor Phil and, and Pastor Julie have been preaching this month, for us as a church to go to the next level, to, to, to kick more goals, to, to score more points for the kingdom of God, we've got to get to know one another. We've got to connect. We've got to become community. Um, benefits of being connected and being part of the church community. We were meant to live for so much more than ourselves. Being connected to the body of Christ and participating in God's master plan for this planet is where we will find true fulfillment. We find fulfillment. Fulfillment. We were meant to live for so much more than ourselves. Let me read it again. Being connected to the body of Christ and participating in God's master plan for this planet is where we will find our true fulfillment. See, it's really strange. Some of us forget that God actually created us for relationship. Yes, with him, first and foremost, we are created to have relationship with our, with our creator. And if you don't have that, he's stinging to have a relationship with you. Um, but second of all, he created us to have relationship with one another. That you got to just hear me. You were created for that. So when you're kicking it on your own and outside of community, you're actually not functioning how you were created to be. We're actually created to be together, to be a community. You look at the ancient cultures of the world, like the Aboriginal cultures, like like the um, the Hebrews. It was community. There was no, it was the whole individualism thing hadn't caught on yet. You know, everything was about community, looking out for one another, helping one another. And when, and when you do that, you actually find, when we do that, when we actually become part of a team, you actually come alive. Like for me, I come alive. If I'm flying solo for ages, then I come around some people and, and we work together for a common goal, I just... I love that. I love being a part of a team. I love being a part of community. It's good. Another, I've got, these are four points, four benefits of being connected. So the first one was you find fulfillment in living for more than yourself. Um, The second one is you will become known. And being known is a sweet feeling. I don't know (laughs) if any of you agree, but... You know, there might be times in your life where you're walking around and it's like, man, no one knows me. No one really knows me. And that's so, that, to me, is like really sad because you're worth being known. Um, and God actually made you and loves you and has all these cool little things for you. He's given you cool little things to do. 
And when no one knows you, I just think that's sad. I really do. Because you are so worth being known. You're unique. You're special. You were created by God. And being known is a sweet thing. And the only way you're going to get known is if you are connected. Is if you become part of a family, become part of a community. Um, If you're flying solo in church... Who is going to know your strengths and weaknesses? Who's going to be able to help you in your weaknesses and play to your strengths? See, when we, when we become connected in church community, you know, we have weaknesses. And sometimes when we try and live on our own and in our own strength, our weaknesses can really pull us down. So you might be living your day-to-day life and you, and you realize that you have struggles and you realize you have weaknesses. And let's face it, we all do. And so when you're outside a community, they're always going to be a weakness. You're always going to have this little thing that you're not going to be able to do without help. When you become connected and a part of a community and you allow yourself to actually become part of the team, people are going to see weaknesses and, and, you, and you've got to be open and say, yeah, I do, I am struggling here. And you know what the beautiful thing about the body of Christ is? Is that we're here for one another. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for one another and, and for God. And you get help. <laughs> you might have weaknesses and you're trying to do it on your own. Let someone help you. Let someone help you. Plus, you've got strengths. And if you're kicking it on your own again, those strengths are going to get wasted. You know, you're not going to be able to function to the full potential that you have you might be gifted as cook i don't know but you don't have any friends so you only cook for yourself and you get really fat you know but when you're connected in the church like is libby here tonight no she's not oh she's sick like libby is pretty skinny but she's an amazing cook so that to me tells me straight away that she's connected and she's in community. Craig is rubbing that belly. She's probably going back. She's probably cooking like a 20-course meal right now, isn't she? Yeah. So, yeah, when you're connected, guys, your weaknesses, you get help in your weaknesses. And you, your strengths get discovered. And then they get to be used to benefit not only you, but the whole community. Okay. And the last um, benefit of being connected to a community is you will find your identity in the body of Christ. Here you can feel free to be who God has called you to be because we actually need you to be you. You're free to be who God has called you to be and that's great because we actually need you to be you. It's, it's very good. So in community you find your identity a lot of people think, well, in community, I'm going to get lost. I'm just going to get lost into the masses. But that's not what true community is like. When a, when a true team functions together, you actually are recognized. You actually become known. That's where you actually become known. And when you are known and your strengths are revealed, you, you get an identity. And then you can, be, you, can, you can function in who you're called to be. It's great. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go through some scriptures now because scriptures are cool. 
and I haven't used any. And all the theologians are going, this guy's a nut bar. He's given a lot of cool sounding things, but is he going to back it up? I promise I'll back it up with a massive chunk of scripture first up. Isn't that right, Ruth? It's a big chunk. You had to even split it into two. Yeah. So if you want to turn with me, we can go to Romans 12 and we'll start at 3 and we'll go work our way to 10. That's a whole, what, seven verses? No, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 8. It's tricky. Eight verses. Tricky. I ripped at maths in high school. Um, I really did. No. Uh, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober, sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Next, please. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function... So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I just want to, yeah, you can keep that there, but I just want to really read that little bit again. I love that bit. Can you go back one? Wait, here we go. In Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. That's really I love that. You find your belonging in community. You know, if you can get, like, I can imagine some people going, oh, I belong to everyone. What about me? I belong to me. But if you belong to, to people, guess what? Other people belong to you. It's, see, some people would read that and say, well, I, I belong to everyone, who, and and you feel like, well, I'm I'm just going to be giving, and I'm not going to get anything back, and and uh, but that is such a that's our it's just this twisted cultures, uh, the, the world we live in today is it's twisted it, it's 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 really bad. But when we actually read this, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and in each member belongs to all the others. You know what? There's nothing more sweet than belonging to someone. And, and you know what? People belong to you. It's, it's, you, you. I see the Aboriginal community up at Perfleet, and everyone, everyone belongs. Everyone belongs to another person. Every, every person belongs to another person. And, and everyone works together, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Belonging to a community is a beautiful thing. If we can... If you can grab that, man, you are going to find so many blessings in community. It's, 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 it's something that it is going to be a bit foreign to a lot of people. I understand that. I understand that connecting and, 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 and meeting with people and, and getting to know people is, is a bit scary. It can be a bit vulnerable. But once you do that, once you, when, once you step past those scary feelings you'll actually find so much goodness. Like those four points that I read out, you'll find heaps of fulfillment in life. I promise. I promise. So let me just, let me just read that all out again, Ruth. We'll, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back. Oh, don't worry. Is that back? 
Yeah, it is. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. It's so important. It's so important. I promise you will not get lost in the masses. You will be found and you will find true fulfilment. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Can we, can we bring that up, please, Ruth? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body Every one of them just as he wanted them to be. I love that scripture. I love it. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Every one of us, every single one of us are created by God uniquely. And when we come to, the, to be the body of Christ, you know what? We need every, every, everyone needs everyone. The title of my message, let me tell you what the title of this is. We need you and you need us. That's the title of this message. Um, or please join our team. We would love to have you. That's, that's, another, that's another title to the message. Um, but you know what? Something that's very important. Those two passages of Scripture, there's a, there's a whole lot. There's a big chunk to both of those passages of Scripture. It's not just those verses. They're massive chunks. On, and, and they speak specifically on the church being the body of Christ really specifically about the church being the body of Christ each everyone everyone coming in you know it, it speaks about people being a foot in the body of Christ and and if we don't have you we can't walk or you know it speaks of some of you people being an eye in the body of Christ and if if we don't have you we can't see you know what i mean everyone's got everyone plays a part in the body of Christ and you know what after both of those you know famous scriptures that speak on the body of Christ Immediately after Paul, the, the author, had, had written those two chunks of Scripture, do you know what he speaks about straight after those two? He speaks about love. Each time, after, after he's calling you to come together, to mash together into this body like, like Voltron. If anyone knows Voltron, give me a hoo-ha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we come together, when we mash together, it, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. So I think Paul knew that. He's going, well, I've just told him to do that. Well, I better back it up. Love. We need to love one another. It is, we cannot do it without it. Um, I'm just going to read just really quickly a scripture that many of us know. And can you bring it up? 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 4-8. What I'm saying tonight, church, is I'm calling you to connect. Make yourself known. 
come together. Let's be family. Let's be a team. Let's, let's find out our weaknesses and strengths and let's play to our strengths and help each other's weaknesses. If we're going to do this, we will not be able to do it. It will be impossible, in fact, without love. And what is love, church? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It, it is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love never fails. Thanks, Ruth. Love never fails. We need it. We need to, 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 to tap into this love that comes from God to be able to do it because we're going to tick each other off, aren't we? There'll be times when we tick each other off. We have weaknesses, remember, and sometimes we annoy each other. And if you were here this morning, you would realize that Garth constantly tells me where to go. Remember, this morning we found out that Garth always tells me where to go. Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, come on. We need to love one another. This month has been incredible. It's been, it's been a challenge to many, myself included. But Lord God, I pray that we would be a church that would love to take on challenges, that we wouldn't be scared and run away from challenges. But Lord, that we would, we would take them on, Lord God, because I believe that you're challenging us. This is, this is a call from you, Lord God, to become your body, to become a unit, to become a team, to become an army, to become a family, Lord God. It is your absolute heart for this church. And Father God, I pray that that you would make us one, that, Lord God, we would become connected, that we would become a community, Lord God, because in that, Lord, in that, we will achieve so many things. Lord God, I see this church becoming connected, and, Lord God, your word promises us that when we do become one, when we come together with one mind, one heart, Lord God, we will achieve many great things for you and your kingdom. Lord God, you will endow us with power. Father God, this church wants to do so many things. It wants to achieve so many things for your, for your kingdom, Lord God, but we must be one. We must be one. So Lord, make us one. Have your way in this church. I love you, God, and I know you love us. Help us on our journey of connection. Help us, Lord God, on this journey to connect with our brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, church, I've spoken for a long time, I realize. But you know what? I love you, and I know you love me. And I've got to put this down because I feel another message coming on. And we don't have time for that. Come up, youth band. Yeah. They are a good youth band. Okay. You know what? I just want to throw it out there before we wrap it up. Some of you might be going, Flip, that sounds great. And I've heard you talk about Jesus and I've heard you talk about God. But I don't, I don't really understand. Well, can I just say something? That God 
loves you so much and he actually created you to be in a relationship with you he actually wants to be in a relationship with you he actually wants to pour out his love on you he actually wants to be connected he wants to to bless your life abundantly and you know what tonight if you want to connect with this God the one the one that created you I want to throw out an opportunity to you tonight. But before I do that, I just want to tell you something about this guy that walked the earth 2,000 years ago. His name's Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ, you might have heard of him. He's the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. He's the one that can do anything. He's like Superman times infinity. You know what? This is the truth. He is in, he's Superman times infinity. And God, he wants relationship with us, but, you know, back when we were created, we, we walked away from God. And sin separated us from God. Jesus Christ, I'm just going to tell you this straight up, just real quick. Jesus Christ came to earth to take away that sin so we could be back in relationship with God. He actually took our sin upon himself, died on a cross, took all that sin, took all the punishment that we deserved. He took it all, he died on a cross, and he rose again on the third day, conquering sin and death, so we could have sweet relationship with God. So if you want to get to know God, if you want to get to know this Jesus, I'll just ask if you would just put your hand up, and I'd love to say a prayer with you. I'll give you about 10 seconds, because we've got to move. If you want to connect with your Creator, if you want to find who it is that you're supposed to be if you want to find true love the love this love blows my mind every day if you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ just why don't you just lift your hand thank you Lord that's cool that's cool no worries alright church let's, let's give it over to the youth band Let's rock out and let's go eat pizza.